Today in the Marshall Pruitt podcast, we have something I recorded probably four to five years ago, maybe even longer with Scott Pruitt, also known as not my brother, unrelated, but do love him like a brother. It's on the topic of the strangest car he's ever raced. The 1987 IMSA GTP Maxim chassis, M-A-X-X-U-M, run by Jack Roush and the Roush Racing Team using a variety of engines. And I happened to see it race, and I can indeed tell you that it was a bit strange. So definite accuracy on the part of young Mr. Pruitt of Roseville, California. I'm going to leave the rest of the conversation to him, which wanders all over in the sub 10 minute conversation that we had a lot of this about his career, other things that were strange and choices he did not make. And we just kind of go through some of the strange things and interesting other things that he drove through his career. So maybe not the most concise and compact from being a single thread that gets woven from start to finish, but nonetheless, if you didn't know about the Maxim GTP, now you do. And if you did, well, here's a little bit more brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, torontomotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA here on the Marshall Pro Podcast. Maxim. The Maxim. And, that, oh. and that's another, and that's another, like, I mean, here I had Al Holbert offer me the Lowenthal ride in a 962, and I stuck with Roush to drive the Maxim. So, so that was eighty seven ish, I think. Eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah. Wow. I'm say eighty seven. So I actually went and tested. Well, here's another story. I went and tested with Al Holbert in Ohio. Spent a bunch of time driving the Royal Brown nine six two. He offers me the ride. It's the one that Chip Robinson took. Um, and that's another one of those. I didn't do that, but I did get to drive the Maxim. So <laughs> that's almost as good. All right, so you a you must have the world's greatest assembly of contracts for uh, offers you should have taken up but didn't, uh, considering one from Al freaking Holbert, one of my heroes, and then another one from Chip Ganassi and IndyCar. But so that that Maxim, if I remember correctly, was kind of the uh, ongoing evolution of uh, Paul Brown's Ford Probe yeah, design, exactly, and they. Uh, they stuffed a variety of engines in it from naturally aspirated V8s to, yep. I think, a Cosworth IndyCar Turbo. Um, which which version of the Maxim did you get to drive? And I drove the, well, it was Jack Roush, so it was a normally aspirated, you know, five and a half liter. I mean, we had plenty of power, but the car was just was just terrible. Um, for, you know, I drove the boat, too. And, in fact, I drove the front engine Mustang. Uh, the prototype uh, the, the, the 11 car that, yep. yes it was a badass car um, ahead of its time and if it would have had a good engine package it would have been like it would have crushed the field um, but the so I drove the probe that was the next generation so that was the next generation so you went from front engine to mid engine and then um, and then with that the next generation from the probe and the probe was a damn good car oh and yeah except for engine failures the car was good and fast and then we went to the Maxim, which, again, it's kind of, I guess, you'll be on the same page as 91 to 92 with the True Sports. It's like, how can you get it so wrong on the next generation of car? 
except they did. You know, the carbon was was substandard. We punched the, you know, we punched the, uh, uh, you know, uh, spring shock assembly straight up through the carbon tub a couple times. Oh, Cracked the thing pretty big because of it. Um, you know, so it was it was a disaster. So tell me when things weren't undergoing uh, catastrophic uh, component failures. Uh, and having driven the Ford Probe, w- which was a r- beautiful and a rocket when its little right. uh, motors would hold together, yep. what was the driving sensation like in the Maxim? What was what was it not doing that you thought might be carried over from the Probe? No, it just wasn't. It wasn't a tidy put together car. You you fought it all the time. You know, you fought a lot of understeer. Um, you fought, I mean, you could name it on a, on a number of different things. Was it the car or, or was it the, you know, the, the engineering prowess of, of Roush racing in that era? You know, I don't, I don't know how you, you peel those two apart, but car wise, you know, just from a driver's standpoint, driving boat, it's, it, you know, the probe was, was tidy. It was a little under Siri, but, but you could get that car where, uh, it did what you wanted to do pretty damn nicely and the Maxim just always felt like a fight you're always arm wrestling thing always and so knowing that you're one of the more self-aware drivers uh, of your generation what was it like for this I know it wasn't uh, how's this this wasn't the something you saw yourself driving for the rest of your career but was there any sense of you you know having to fight this pig and seeing Chip uh, go whizzing by in that beautiful number 14 Lowenbrow 962 and go, oh, man, Pruitt, what would you do here? You did it to you. Instead of do it to it, Pruitt, you did it to yourself. Every, every day, man. <laughs> every day, every race, especially when they went on to win a championship that year. I mean, it was like, you know, you just don't know. I mean, I, I believe uh, I'm a religious guy, and I believe the good Lord has, has certainly laid out what he wanted me to do in my career and and um so you know another another and you may i might have told you this before but uh in 90 uh, in 92 uh i forget 92 93 uh remember when al Holbrook got killed yeah when he flew his plane out of Mid-Ohio? yeah 80 so, um 88 actually columbus yeah yes so he and i had dinner that night and then he went to the airport right after we got done having dinner. Mm. And and he offered me the Porsche IndyCar program to drive for that. And so I I would have, you know, I would have taken, I probably would have taken that. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, there, there was no contract. It was, a, it was a verbal. I mean, he wanted me. Chip wanted me bad. I mean, um, uh, Al. Uh, Al wanted me really bad which was really cool because he was such an incredible guy. Um, and then obviously, you know, tragedy hit and, and um, you know, my career took a different direction than, than that. So This was a, uh, a pretty rich and crazy time for you from uh, going from karting to Mazda RX-7 at Daytona to GTO-type Trans Am machinery to prototypes uh, there's an F1 test in there. Um, there's a Maxim. There's a couple opportunities with Al Holbert, both an open wheel and sports car. Uh, there's Panos. There's uh, 
Waukensha and the Jaguar 12s. There's there's Waukensha and the and the twin turbo XJR 14s. Uh, there's panels with you know multiple different times I drove for you know number of different times I drove for for Panos and his and his cars. There's Celine uh, at Daytona trying to get that thing going. Um, uh, obviously, you know with Nissan and and you know Jaguar, both owned by Ford and owned you know Jaguar Jaguar. Uh, Di- Dyson's nine six twos. I'm remembering Dyson nine six two. Um, the first lap where he parked it on top of the, uh, our second lap where in, um, I'm going to say it was 90, 90, I think he parked it, um, brand new 962, second, third, first five laps of Daytona and he parks it, uh, coming out of turn three, uh, actually coming out of turn two on, on top of a berm on the, on the, on driver's, on driver's right where nobody can get to it. And I, that was the shortest Daytona I've ever had right there. 24. You need a uh, personal historian to follow you around know, and keep right? track of all the things you've done. One of these days, I might just have to do a book or something. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. That needs to happen. And actually, one of my first races, I drove I drove at Riverside, and it was a SCCA GT3, you know, the, the old GT, the old, you know, so it yep. was like a Toyota, you know, let's call it a Toyota Corolla or a Tercel or something like that. And I drove, and I can't forget, he was a, so he was a motorsports, um, uh, uh, you know, he was a motorsports rider, Southern California. I'm for- I, I keep trying to figure out his name. I'm forgetting. So in 82 or 83, he and I drove at SCC race at Riverside. I've, I've been trying to find it, and I haven't been able to. And we, we won our class, I've actually lapped the field. At Riverside, that was like my, one of my first ever, ever big car races, and then from there came the Mazda RX-7 and um, with Paul Lewis and so on. And that was our man Scott Pruitt recorded a good while ago, prior to acquiring some better and happier recording equipment. Thanks again to him, and yeah, the Maxim, uh, an oddity and footnote in IMSA's rather awesome, awesome 1980s history. If this is your first time listening, I encourage you to visit marshallpruittpodcast.com. We have more than 800 episodes waiting for your perusal, plus a subscribe page that has a whole bunch of methods that you might use to keep up to date as we push out new episodes every week. All right, I am Marshall Pruitt. Thank you for listening.